Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Like I did in mine May everything you wish for 
3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting, noon till one, every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning into the show today and acknowledge also that the land was stolen and never ceded. Um, and um, there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show today. Um, if you want to do that, um, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751 215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or look for the, um, well, they'll go up soon, just a bit um, stretched today. Um, there will be posts on Facebook um, on uh, my page, Sally Goldner AM, and out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And remember, any opinions that I express on the show are my own and are not necessarily those of any organisation with which I am associated. Well, we opened up today with um, um, Becky Cole and a track um, from the Winners 7 album, Tamworth Finalist 1999, which um, tongue-in-cheek, a small heel turn. There's the obligatory World Wrestling Entertainment reference seven minutes into the show. Um, and that's why I call it my anti-Valentine's Day song um, for those who don't like the, either the commercialism of Valentine's Day or are outright um, against the coupled society that we're in. And that's a topic that we do need to talk about today in a way. Um, because, um, yes, this show is coming to you live with work permit um, as Melbourne and, in fact, Victoria have gone back to a snap five-day stage four lockdown due to the outbreak at a quarantine hotel at Melbourne Airport. Um, you know, there's lots of debate going on about that. But where it fits into this program is how lockdowns can disadvantage people um, in different different ways. The old um, stuff about we're all in this together, well, uh, you know, we might theoretically be, but we're not all in this together because particularly I think it's relevant on Valentine's Day, there are lots of single people and we live in a society that, um, you know, sort of um, tends to... Um, talk about um, things like look at everything in terms of couples and 2.4 kids and that sort of thing and you know sort of um, yes how nice we've gone to gay and lesbian couples or maybe even bi couples but what about polyamorous people what about singles what about people who in particular are what's called solo polyamory let's go through all of that um, you know, single people um, you know, um, you know, do face challenges, did face heaps of challenges. It took ages during last year for people to understand the isolation that was happening and, you know, the fact that they were allowed a contact person um, eventually. And it seems there's been less allowance of that in this snap lockdown, which, you know, is that discrimination on the basis of marital status? The State Equal Opportunity Act um, is um, certainly... Um, you know, sort of, um, you know, it says you can't discriminate on marital status. Well, that includes not being married or in a relationship of any sort and being single um, and therefore needs um, consideration. So 
Um, you know, huge issues yet again. Now, five days granted is not, you know, 100 days or something like that or three months. Um, and, you know, therefore there, you know, is a difference, but it's still a, um, a difference. And, you know, there needs to be more understanding now um, um, and understand that there is, you know, um, those sorts of things um, that need consideration that we can't just expect everyone to be family united, if I can put it that way. Now, what happened for people, according to some of my contacts, who, what is polyamory, first of all? Um, you know, sort of, um, um, uh, polyamory is multiple ethical relationships, as it's called. That is, everyone knows what's going on and everyone's happy about it and everyone consents to it. So that makes it different to what um, things like polygamy or, um, you know, sort of um, um, polyandry, where people may not know. And it's not cheating, because if everyone knows and everyone's happy, no one's cheating. But some people are what's called solo polyamorous. They have multiple partners, but they don't live with um, any of them. One is not more important than the other. And yet, during the lockdowns, um, or last year, I should hasten to add, they had to choose which partner they could see and perhaps risk... um, you know, if they tried to see others, how did they manage that? Did they say, well, I'm seeing my partner, whoever they saw? Technically true, but, you know, if um, police see them in one minute in the western suburbs and one in the minute in the eastern visiting different partners and it starts being tracked, what do you do? So we have a society that doesn't favour that form of relationships. Or even if you are not solo polyamory, you have more than one partner you still had to choose, which is also, sorry, tongue-in-cheek pun coming up, that's not very bisexual friendly because um, we don't like to have to choose. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, difficult um, sort of situation there. And of course, that pales into comparison last year with what we had when the tower lockdowns occur, which many people said breached human rights and the um, I believe the state Auditor General looked into it and said so and it was like too bad. Now, you can't do that. Um, you know, um, you just, um, you know, sort of, um, really need to, um, you know, be aware of the fact that there are differences. Also, people who have a language other than English as their main language, um, were often disadvantaged as well. So we weren't all in it together. And then you start putting multiple facets in. We heard stories of the last lockdown of how trans people going out for legitimate purposes even were dobbed in by transphobic neighbours. So, um, you know, we need to be doing that. Now, Hoffler has messaged me saying we should be celebrating self-care and love firstly. Well, I think that's a good thing. We do need to look after ourselves at this time. And I don't say that. Self-care can can be misinterpreted. Self-care means you cannot give to others if you're not maintaining yourself. That's not selfish. That's a win-win solution. Let's just clear that up. Some people have said that, that self-care can is, um, you know, can, is being, and there has been a misinterpretation, in my opinion, of self-care by others in the past. And that's really problematic when that happens. So, um, you know, we do need to um, be aware of, um, you know, that we need to look after ourselves. But then we do need to give care to others, to those who are more vulnerable, which could be, as a general rule, elderly, young, and then in our own rainbow communities. As I say, the issues that trans people faced, the huge increase in family violence um, that happened for all people, including queer couples, 
Um, and um, um, all the rest of it. Now, of course, it's knife-edge stuff. I just I'm getting updates as we speak um, from in relation to the lockdown situation. There's three new coronavirus infections today, two locally acquired and one in hotel quarantine, and one of the and a new case on Saturday, who is a con- friend of a Holiday Inn staff member with the virus. And, um, you know, also today's um, one of today's newspapers and I've been notified here that a Greek tennis player um, said he's tested positive for coronavirus upon arrival in South Africa after flying there via Doha from Melbourne. So um, whether that person picked something up at Melbourne Airport um, in the Terminal 4 or something, we don't know. Um, Possibly, you know, details still to be revealed. So, look, I... um, you know, sort of have the, you know, I am, you know, I have to admit I was a little surprised that we went back into lockdown, but on reflection, I'd be honest enough to say, yes, of course we need it. And, you know, this UK variant is very, very fast spreading and we need to get on top of it. And we'll have to see what happens over the next few days um, in terms of this five-day lockdown and whether things return to some sense of where we were as of, well, last Friday two days ago at time of broadcast. Um, But, you know, we need to look after each other, activate your, um, you know, self-care mechanisms, um, try to connect with people um, online or telephone as best as you can and work with it. And 3CR still has the option. We are considered, electronic media is considered an essential service. And I have, as I say, the requisite paperwork to come in live to do this show and will continue to do so. I was fortunate enough to do it for a lot of last year, and I think it made a difference to our communities. So let me know what you would like to hear about if you want during um, lockdown. Um, what would be of benefit to you? It's the here for you um, is really important to note. All right, um, let's have a listen um, to a track from... Um, Public Image Limited, I'm, as I say, I'm tongue-in-cheek, I'm being a little um, bit of a heel to use World Wrestling Entertainment um, analogy today, um, a track from Public Image Limited and um, headed up by Johnny Rotten, Johnny Lydon, um, as he was alternatively known, and here is a track called, for Valentine's Day, called this is not a love song. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally.
3CR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. This is David Rovix and you are tuned to 3CR 855 AM in Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. We just heard from Public Image Limited. This is not a love song. Um, Standing up for those who are not into Valentine's Day for whatever reason. Um, Well, um, I asked... I asked, what is it? Ask and thou shalt receive or something. Hoffla has uh, messaged in saying, love to hear some positive stories as well with the analysis. That is a good call. And love to hear about shows to watch during lockdown that have a queer angle that have positive representation and are doing well. E.g. It's a Sin is getting rave reviews. Now, I have heard that. I haven't watched it. Um, It certainly is um, coming across well um, from what I have heard um, on Netflix. if you can um, purchase that, I think it is um, a basic subscription. I oh, stand. I beg your pardon. Thirteen ninety nine per month in Australia, Australian buckaroos. Um, the premise of the the show, according to Wikipedia, five gay of gay men who moved to London in 1981 form a friendship group. But the fast developing, and these are my words, difficult situa- situation of HIV and AIDS crisis in the UK impacts their lives. Over five episodes, the group has shown living through an entire decade until 1991 as they become determined to live fiercely despite the threat that HIV poses to them. All that is a good call. Now, um, and it does raise an issue that last year many people who are HIV positive and or in particular, but those who, um, you know, sort of um, um, went through that era, um, but particularly those who are HIV positive, felt very traumatised by the fact that there was so much support for a virus now and, you know, we've developed a vaccine or, you know, at least to a reasonable standard, might be a reasonable comment, in, you know, where were we, you know, seven or eight months. But, um, you know, we um, still can't, haven't got a vaccine to protect against HIV. Um, we have lots of medications that minimise it, is my understanding, such as PrEP. Um, and can do good things, but is it really um, the whole answer? So, yeah, um, you know, I, um, you know, as I say, I've only heard um, um, myself of the show. I haven't watched any episodes. Um, and um, let's have a look here. Um, the, um, you know, ratings um, were pretty huge um, and also got... That good to see viewing amongst younger people, according to Wikipedia, um, the network's best performing drama 
in three years. So that's important that um, we have intergenerational learning in our communities. HIV, of course, can impact anyone um, due to unsafe sex um, issues regarding possible unsafe injection and in pregnancy, and although the latter does not happen, as I understand it, in Australia. Um, and the series, um, according to Wikipedia, has been described as a bona fide hit on release in the UK. Rotten Tomatoes, an approval rating of 100% based on 16 reviews with an average rating of 9.45 out of 10. Yeah, that fits in with everything I've heard as well. So that's a good one. The other one that I liked last year I have to give a mention to is one called Babylon Berlin. Now, this is a really, really, um, you know, sort of good show. It's set in, um, as it says, Berlin in the late 1920s during the Weimar Republic. And it's a very intriguing show. Um, which focuses on a crime investigator in the police department and um, the um, also um, someone who is an up-and-coming um, star in the police department who works as a police clerk by day and is a flapper in a sort of queer and um, very sexy nightclub as well at night. Um, and um, the... Two main stars, um, to name them, Volker Bruch plays Gerion Ruth, um, a combat veteran of the army during World War I and policeman, transferred from Cologne to Berlin, um, and Liv Lisa Fries, I believe is the pronunciation, as Charlotte Ritter, a flapper from the slums of Newcolin and an occasional prostitute at the Mocha FD Cabaret who works as a police clerk and but dreams of becoming the first female homicide detective in the history of Berlin police in all three seasons. So um, I really like this show. It has a bit of police intrigue. It has a bit of power playing. Um, you know, the if there is violence, it, I think it's fair to say it's in context. There's lots of queer, gender diverse and kink themes in there. And um, going down on this one, I remember... Um, in terms of critical reception as we f- f- spool our way through all the information about the episodes, mountains of awards here also has a hundred percent based on 30 reviews. Um, and, um, it says Babylon Berlin's humor and humanity pair nicely with its hypnotic visuals resulting in a show that dazzles with its oversaturated genre. And it was the highest rated non-English language show on Sky TV at April, 2019. Um, so there you go. There's some watching and there are, I think, th- um, three seasons worth. So get your, um, glasses cleaned and get stuck into that. Um, and, um, so there's, um, you know, sort of, um, it's also, this one's on Netflix. Um, there's about, um, at least 30 episodes of around 45 minutes each. So that should keep you out of trouble. I really, I, now I don't watch a lot of, t- um, I'll use the term mainstream TV, including whether it's commercial, ABC, SBS, or Netflix stand. So if I think it's good, I think I'm going to take that, as I say, the opinions of this show are my own, but I'm going to put that, I think that's a recommendation that needs to be considered. So um, yeah, go for your life um, on that one. Um, If you've had some other good watches, particularly if they're queer friendly in line with this show, Pop them in to me, um, and we'll, um, you know, give a see, give it a mention. All right, um, let's have um, a bit of fun here. Um, again, as I say, being a little bit world wrestling entertainment heel today, um, 
and a track from another track from Becky Cole because you can't have enough, but this time in duet with Adam Harvey. How wrong is it if you don't get caught? Um, just to so that see us lefty activists can laugh at ourselves. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. personal attention this wife won't wait around and leave his dinner in the oven he can't work all he wants to i'm going out to get a little loving is it really sinning if you look like a saint is it really wrong if you think it if it can't be proven then i can't be breaking the law If you don't get caught Sweet thing come with the boss man This town needs to be painted Look, no ring on my finger We could get so much better acquainted No If you don't get caught Here we both are standing face to face Doing each other wrong in the same damn place Before the wine wears off And the truth starts dawning Have a good night And I'll see you in the morning and if you look like a saint, is it really wrong if you think it? If it can't be proven, then I can't be breaking the law. Let me let you in on a little bit of secret. Everybody's born with their own kind of weakness. And I live by the lesson that the good book never taught. How wrong is it if you don't get caught? How wrong is it if you don't get caught? Come on, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally. First broadcasting, noon till one, every Sunday afternoon, 
Thanks for your company. Um, we just heard from Becky Cole and Adam Harvey, this time from the winners in 2003, pro- you know, proving that you can um, be self-deprecating and laugh at yourself, even these militant lefty activists, tongue-in-cheek. Um, the, from the winners 2003, how wrong is it if you don't get caught? Hmm, I'll leave you to do the ethical judgments there. Um, anyway... Well, it's been a big week, and we're going to talk about a topic that I will give a content warning for. It involves transphobia, um, radical feminism, um, and um, um, an issue that, of course, emerged during the week, and that is that in 2018, a uh, radical feminist, who I'm not going to name, I think that is too triggering for too many listeners, um, was um, given... was um, giving a talk, or gave a talk, sorry, at a Melbourne bookstore. Um, the, the radical feminist is well known for her views that in the opinion of those with lived expertise are inaccurate on trans and gender diverse people, and I deliberately use the word people and not issues, and not that I can speak directly for the next part, sex worker issues. And Readings has now apologised for having this person there, and, well... Um, yours truly was quoted in The Age, Sydney Morning Herald, um, well, Fairfax 9 Network, whatever they're called this week, papers about it. And, um, you know, I think it's an issue that we have to discuss from our perspective because we don't often get a chance to give that perspective. And um, making it very, very clear here that whilst I was quoted as transgender Victoria, and I think the views are reasonable, this might be one of those coincidental times where um, the um, views um, that I quote in a position in an organisation, at least on this one quote, um, exactly agree with um, my personal position. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have probably said them. What makes sense? Gosh, it makes sense. Common sense and logic. We can't have that. Um, what's the world coming to? So um, the situation was that... Um, I was asked by the reporter, um, you know, sort of why the views of the radical feminist are inappropriate. And um, I was I have said, quote, that um, the views of Julie Bindell on trans and gender diverse people have no reasonable and rational basis and they um, cause ridicule, vilify and could reasonably incite harm against transgender people. Um, to say we don't exist or to use twisted terms like to call someone myself a so-called in inverted commas, it should be actually biological male denies that my sense of self exists. It rewrites my entire life story. How can anyone else do that? But it's not just me. It is every trans and gender diverse person, past, present and future. And so the the quote, I should say, um, ends um, um, at my sense of self exists. And I just find it ridiculous um, that um, there's all this stuff going on about cancel culture um, and all the rest of it. Um, now, um, and apparently others have, you know, and it's interesting how people just see this as an issue. And this is where, you know, these theoretical ideas that we exist, exist and have taken root become too dangerous. Um, this is not an issue. This is people's lives, people who have gone through great difficulty I'd also add, I'm coming back to the article, that um, Dylan O'Hara from Victoria's peer-based sex worker organisation, Vixen Collective, um, says um, it would be great to see other organisations look at it as an opportunity to preempt these kinds of situations, 
Sex workers and trans people made their views very clear at the time. If you take a nothing about us without us approach, these kind of apologies aren't necessary, end quote. I agree with that. You know, that if you stop and think about it, um, you, you know, you wouldn't be doing it in the first place. Let's, I can use this next analogy. I am someone of Jewish background. Three of my four grandparents had to escape from Poland in the 1930s because thankfully they had enough nous and foresight to see that um, what was happening in Germany, and I don't know if I can be dry-humoured for a second, I don't know how you the Polish translation of, let's get the heck out of here. My fourth grandparent was already in Australia, an Australian-born. And, you know, the thing is, I bring up that analogy because, you know, would you, in the interest of balance or freedom, um, you know, sort of um, go on about... um, you know, sort of having a program on Holocaust Memorial Day and put on Blair Cottrell or the Holocaust, who's a known anti-Semitic Nazi viewpoint person, or would you put on David Irving, the Holocaust denier? They wouldn't. No no media outlet or bookstore would dare do that. How is this different? It is vilifying. The ideas that we don't exist are a sense of ridicule, which can be a form of vilification. Ideas that we all know are offensive about... um, you know, um, know, having trans and cis women together and safety is all I'm going to say, a ridicule. I would point out that a fundamentalist Christian group has said candidly um, two, now actually now two and a bit years ago, that the bathroom debate was, quote, a fabrication they concocted to whip up emotion, end quote. That's a US-based group. Look at those last few words first, whip up emotion. Yeah. They do that deliberately. Um, And, you know, once you get through the emotion and start thinking about how do we make more human beings better off, we realise that we have to go through this. Now let's get to the the real, the issues that seem to come up about cliches. First of all, let's look at emotive cliches, cancel culture, deplatforming, which are not concise. And there's a couple of things to say here, is who is deplatforming whom? When someone else who has no idea about trans issues speaks for me, and this could be any cisgender person, then frankly, they're going to, they, even if they're right, why are trans people being deplatformed? And also, there's a concept that we don't talk about enough anymore. It's called taking responsibility for your actions, and words are an action. Thinking of the consequences of your actions, thinking about people other than yourself. Every bit of so-called freedom needs to be balanced with responsibility. And how some of these um, so-called radical feminists, um, religious people, so elements of religion, seriously say these things when they know there are other views out there, that is where freedom becomes um, misused as selfishness. And that, to me, is problematic. It's an imbalance. Individually and collectively, it is about balancing freedom and responsibility. So in relation to so-called cancel culture and deplatforming, it is my honest opinion that trans people have not cancelled Julie Bindell. Readings did not cancel Julie Bindell. Sex workers did not cancel Julie Bindell. And the broader public have not cancelled Julie Bindell. Julie Bindell cancelled Julie Bindell, and yes, I've named the radical feminist, and it is time these people took some damn responsibility for themselves and what they say and how they go about it and stop giving one-sided nonsense. 
And as for, um, it's interesting that some apparently, according to, let's just say, some sources, that some gay men have gone on about, apparently, or some journalists, about militant activism. Well, can I remind gay men and lesbians that without militant activists at Stonewall and Pride and the first Mardi Gras, none of us would be able to say anything at all. And it is sad that there are elements of gay men and lesbians who now they've got their gay marriage um, can't remember their past and have assimilated so much that the oppressed have become the oppressors. And this is a huge problem in our um, rainbow communities and it needs to be called out. And as for um, there is no as for journalists and lawyers who talk about freedom of speech and cancel culture and deplatforming, put your, a put yourselves in our shoes. And whilst there is no stereotype about any occupation, or what let's say while there are stereotypes, of course they represent an extreme. Now again, as someone who's a qualified accountant, I can stereotype accountants. And yes, some of us wear pinstripe suits and ties, including those who might identify as female or non-binary. Oh, actually, I can't speak for non-binary. They're just female. That is tongue-in-cheek. But, and so to some extent, some stereotypes about occupations have a grain of truth. But stereotypes are problematic when they're at their worst and, um, or at their extreme. And when we have lawyers who go on about theoretical concepts all the time and um, you know, don't understand the pain and hurt that we go through and then talk about freedom to debate and how platforming and deplatforming. Well, as I say, Julie Bindell and others, Sheila Jeffries, um, you know, all these sorts of people, um, you know, deplatform themselves through what they say, but they're not held to account. And Hoffler's commented in here, politicians weaponize their privileges against minority groups as well for political purposes. Well, certainly agree on that. How's our gender, Scotty gender whisperer, P, um, Morrison Prime Minister going? And yes, there are other forms of privilege beyond my sense of identity, white privilege, um, non-aborigin, um, you know, non-aboriginal privilege. I acknowledge those. And that's important too, that um, those who face multiple negativities, sadly, through their diversity, um, are going to face um, multiple forms of marginalisation, but not just... If it's two forms, two, it sort of becomes two by two equals four. It sort of becomes exponential, sadly. And this is where let's have a society, let's have a human race where we all try to build each other up as much as possible. Um, what is um, you know the point of having um, you know sort of freedom when you use it irresponsibly? Let's use it positively. Let's build each other up, not tear each other down in any way. And that includes at times within rainbow communities and specifically within trans and gender diverse communities. And I don't buy into this idea that, um, you know, equality and equity are achieved at the expense of anyone. Let's keep building people more. And I think where I come from, that's called leadership. Um, and I've been asked for some accounting jokes. Well, um, in line with our listeners asking for what they want, I'll give you some. Um, old accountants never die. They just get a different balance. In my case, maybe a different gender balance to what I had 25 years ago when I was tortured in the corporate sector. Um, that's another story. Um, what is it? Um, um, no, um, I, no, I probably won't. Be better not make the joke about the constipated accountant. Um, if you want the uh, punchline to that, you can email me. That's getting pretty much into dad jokes. I actually have a book um, of profession jokes at home. I might bring that in, or it's not a book. It's a chapter in a book. Um, and, of course, there is the old um, 
well, actually, as someone who's played drums, um, you know, sort of um, at times, um, what is it, um, you know, sort of um, what, what's the definition of a drummer? Someone who surrounds themselves with, um, with musicians or why is the um, drummer's riser at the back of the stage always need to be very level um, because the drummer can then draw out of both sides of their mouth equally. Here we go. We've just done a quick search. Um, um, search engine, how does an accountant state of debt? Um, they learn to act their wage. Um, um, well, um, we're getting into politically incorrect stuff here. I won't do that one. Um, what do accountants suffer from that ordinary people don't? Depreciation. Why do economists exist so accountants have someone to laugh at? Um, and there, <laughs> there are two rules for creating a successful accountancy business. Don't tell them everything you know Too redacted. We could go on for hours. Um, <laughs> what's an extroverted accountant? One who looks at your shoes while he's talking to you instead of his own. Um, <laughs> and um, um, what is the definition of accountant? Someone who solves a problem you didn't know you had in a way that you don't understand. Well, that's been used about many professions. Um, <laughs> how do you know when an accountant is on holiday? They don't come in, they don't wear a tie and come in after 8am. Um, you know, um, why do accountants make good lovers? They're great with figures. Um, on we could go. So there's some accounting jokes for you, Hoffler. Um, um, you know, just to show that um, we can laugh at ourselves. And um, why did the um, why did the trans accountant um, crack up? They, she lost her gender balance. Um, <laughs> what's an accountant's favourite book? Fifty Shades of Grey. Hours of fun for the whole family. All I had to do was put in accountancy jokes, and there's one that comes up with 77. Welcome to the accounting department where everybody accounts. What do you call an accountant who is seen talking to someone popular? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the most wicked thing a group of young accountants can do? Go into town and gang audit someone? Oh, hours of fun for the whole family. Oh, what does CPA stand for? Can't pass again. Or someone, a friend of mine who is a CPA once said, car park attendant. Um, um, what do you call a trial balance that doesn't balance a late night? Um, hours of fun for the whole family with these. Um, so, you know, look, if you can't laugh at yourself, what can you do? And we've given ourselves some entertainment on this lockdown weekend, as well as um, um, streaming services. There we go. All right, I think that's enough of that for now. Um, let's have some more music, and we're sort of running out of time. Um, I got um, emailed during the week, and not in a threatening way, um, by any means whatsoever, and we'll just see if we can find the track in question. Um, um, and it was a track that... Um, um, quite impressed me actually, and in the words of a wrestling commentator Jesse the Body Ventura from the 1980s, um, I'm impressed monsoon and I don't impress easy. Um, here is a track um, from someone called Liz Kelly, who is an American artist, um, and I really like this one. Um, and it's her new Americana indie single Belong recently released, and Liz played all of what was recorded except on um, on what you hear except for the harmonica and the reference to Girlfriend is a Song is now Liz's Wife. So let's have a listen to this one called Belong. 
it's quite um, cool and new and all that sort of thing. And if you watch the film clip as well, you'll find out just how talented Liz is. Um, and also someone did a very clever film clip. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Breakfast, your Saturday morning serving of union and working news, current events, opinion, and talkback. Every Saturday, 7 30 till 9 a.m. here on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, three CR on demand. Um, uh, out of the pan with Sally. Um, I'm now getting too sidetracked by profession jokes um, um, about announcers. Um, I also looked for some diversity educator jokes and couldn't quite find them, but I did find a teacher joke which um, sort of comes close. Um, you know, sort of, um, you know. Um, um, and um you know sort of um 
um, that were quite good. The hours of fun for the whole family. This will keep you occupied during lockdown, um, you know, all the time. Um, and um, there's one here, a teacher joke, um, where um, from Peanuts, but one of us, some of us oldies out there, Lucy is talking to Linus and say, one, two, three eyes on me to staff meeting one more time and I'll one, two, you. Not that this show condones violence. We could have hours of fun for the whole family, but I'd better get make um, out of here and make way for freedom of species in a second. But of course, prior to lockdowns this week, I've got to say it was going pretty well. Eddie Maguire out of Collingwood. Um, that's a topic in itself. Um, you know, James Packer and Crown and the issues of the casino license. Goodness me, two big slaps within 24 hours. And, of course, also the um, situation, read the bookstore, who did the right thing. Want to give them applause for that. We all make mistakes. Um, but as I always, there's a saying, wise people fix them, learn from them, pretend, uh, and sorry, um, do their best to prevent them happening again. Anyway, better make way for freedom of species. So time to play today's long track. And we go all the way back to 1978 um, from Midnight Oil's eponymous album. There is your word for the day, eponymous meaning self-titled in this case. And um, the big, um, long, well, I'll call it a ballad. Nothing lost, nothing gained. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. And thanks, Hoffler, for all your communication. Catch you next week. Stop.